Hey everyone, welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma and with me is Christina Kislanka. And we disagree about who's in the right chair right now. I feel like Jason has a bad memory. I feel like I'm always looking at you over here. I'm pretty sure I'm always over here, but I could actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure you're right. (laughs) Yep. I'm feeling pretty right right now because this feels all wrong. I, (laughs) yep. (laughs) Well... It's a new episode. It's a new day. Oh, the arrogance of youth. And it's a new chair. <laughs> the arrogance of youth. I'm actually pretty pumped. I didn't even mean to, but I realized I'm wearing the same thing I was wearing when I interviewed yes. Jenny McGrew. And you and Jenny were twinning. Totally match these. Match these? <laughs> match these? What do you say? Matching? Twinning. twinning. Yeah. We were twinning. You're totally twinning. Yes, we were. And uh, so you'll get to see that. And actually, I'm sitting in that chair. You which are. Make, which would make more sense. So if you're confused at uh, who... You know, where if it's the interview or if it's the intro, it's I'm sitting in the correct chair. Jason, I get it. I get it. It's fine. I was wrong. I admit that I was wrong. But hey, change isn't always bad. Thank you for putting that on record. I just I'm going to I'm going to just snip that clip of this podcast. Just keep it just as uh, a good encouragement throughout the weeks. Yeah, that's good. Just listen back to this moment. Yep. Sometimes I need it. Yeah. But uh, we can argue about who's right and wrong, but I'll tell you what, Jenny McGrew brings a lot of right. Yes. She is the uh, leader of Worship Leader Collective, which is, which it's funny because they pronounce it Wilco. Which is your favorite band. Which she did not know existed. That's hilarious. I was like, you're like the name of my favorite well, band. Granted, she's like, I didn't know that they existed prior to starting working with yeah. you. So. You also haven't really listened to Rich Mullins, so we're going to work on that too. Yeah, that's true. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting there. We're I'm getting doing co- the grimacing face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in for a treat, uh, and you're in for a treat with Jenny McGrew. So, yes. without further ado, Jenny McGrew. Oh, it rhymed. Yeah, I realized it right in the moment. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jenny, McGrew. Jenny McGrew. Jenny McGrew. Jenny McGrew. Jenny, welcome yes. to welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. This is actually especially exciting because you're actually here compared to most people who are somewhere else hey. on a computer. And we're sitting face to face because the borders are open and uh, and we live kind of close. We live kind of close, so why not? You live in the land of beauty and water slides. Yeah, <laughs> we do actually. Do you go up to the water slides up there? We've gone one time. Okay. When I was growing up, we had a water slide. We had a, a water park, a water park called Action Park. Okay. Which they actually just did a documentary on called Class Action Park about like how <laughs> dangerous it was. Yeah. And we would go there as a youth group all the time. And it was. It was like complete chaos. Right. It's like 15-year-olds running the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. so Cultus Lake is very put together. That's, I can't believe that a water park exists even so in the Pacific Northwest. So that's actually where I live. Yes. Not that I don't want. Not at that I want everybody park. to know where I live. But at the water park. Well, close. <laughs> close. My son works at the water park. But yeah, oh, close. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a lifeguard. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I always thought life. that would be the best job. We could talk about teenage jobs uh, or, you know. Or worship. Or worship. That's okay. also. Okay. So, Jenny, uh, I wanted to have you on the podcast for a while. Uh, you are you started Wilco, mm-hmm. which is the Worship Leader Collective, mm-hmm. not the band. Yeah, apparently there's a band called Wilco yep. that she you're just, really into. She just found that out now. Yeah. So, yeah, that it's it's a little embarrassing now because I saw a thing recently that was like, oh, what's the response when you listen to this indie band? And they're like, Wilco. And the guy's like, that band my dad likes. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, but uh, so you, I mean, you're a worship leader. Mm-hmm. You started this community. Yeah. Why? Why? That is a long question. 
yeah, it, that's good something one, that Malcolm and I we had a very long conversation about. Um, Worship Leaders Collective, Wilco, mm -hmm. uh, was actually not called Wilco when it was first started. Um, that's another story for another day. But it was started in April of 2015 at my church in Calgary, literally right before the 9 a.m. service. And it was, you know, there's a longer story behind that, but it was really just started out of a heart to help the everyday worship leader that just needs help. So when we were in Calgary, we were part of a larger church. Um, my husband and I had always been part of small church up until then. And just, I, th I think just even being part of the larger church and I was loving it, but what I was finding was that we were living for, you know, just for Sunday and it was just like Sunday to Sunday. And I found myself just thinking more back about you know, the smaller church and, you know, how much I just love the community mm -hmm. and how much I loved even those moments, although I didn't realize how precious that those seasons would have been to me being part of the smaller church. But even just like believing God for a microphone because you have no right. budget, you know, 100%. you have zero budget for a microphone or you're, you know, the team, you know, is dreaming about doing more. And it's like, OK, we're raising the funds as a team you know, so we don't become a burden on the church, you know, mm -hmm. whereas when you're part of a larger church, it, you know, it comes December and they're like, hey, there's a hundred thousand dollars excess, spend it however you want. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm, I'm not even kidding, you know, and that might seem amazing to you smaller churches. giving churches? it to the smaller church. Well, exactly, but we couldn't. That was the thing. And I found myself not being angry, I wasn't angry, but being frustrated a little bit and being like, surely there is more, you know, sh you know, surely we can do something to help people. So it was really just started out of that heart of, you know what, I just want to help people. And, you know, and if I'm feeling these things and other people must be feeling these things. So, you know, it was just started out of a heart just to help connect everyday worship leaders that might need help but not just about getting help but that you know in wilco the everyone can help somebody so mm -hmm. whether you're a, a house church of 10 people which is awesome or whether you're part of like a mega church i don't even know where the mega church you know where the numbers are at but maybe it's like 2500 or 5000 whatever your church is or a church of 500 where the house church of 10 could have something maybe to help the worship pastor of 2500 mm -hmm. or vice versa and just for us to realize and be aware that we are all serving the same mission, and that's to help the kingdom of God move forward, that the message of Jesus Christ could be known and heard, mm -hmm. that people could really see Jesus, and by seeing Jesus, that lives are transformed and changed. So that was really the heart behind it, and um, really wasn't thinking too far down the road. Like I was telling you, my husband says that I'm oblivious, you know, which I think can be a blessing and a curse. You know, sometimes I can walk into situations, you know, and maybe not be fully aware of it. But, you know, what am I saying about oblivious in this case was I wasn't really worried about starting a big Facebook group or starting a big community. It was just out of a pure heart just to help people, just to serve one another. And I think one of the beauties of Wilco is that you know, no one person is at the center of Worship Leaders Collective, mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ, I believe, is very much at the center of Worship Leaders Collective, and that it's, it's everybody is helping everybody. It's not one person helping everyone, it's everyone has something to contribute, um, which seems very biblical and very mm -hmm. scriptural to me, um, a scripture that I'm just thinking of right now, as, I, as you have me thinking back on all this, is Psalm 118, 7. And it says that the Lord is for me among those who are around me. 
Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I just love that verse so much. It's something that I've held dear to my heart for so long is that we were created to be in community. We were not, we cannot grow in isolation. We cannot grow well alone. You know, we can't just be cactuses in the desert for Jesus, you know, <laughs> that, you know, there's a reason why, and I'm not here to preach on the cedars of Lebanon, but you know, when, when we, <laughs> no, but really there's, I preached on the cedars of Lebanon, you know, in, in on a Sunday service a couple of years ago. And as I begin to study on the cedars of Lebanon, it really, paints this beautiful picture of what community really is. You know, we're Mm -hmm. supposed to walk together and and not just on the mountaintops, but we're supposed to walk together in the valley seasons and and even through like the pandemic, like cheer one another on and and help one another. Mm -hmm. And I could go longer on this, but that's really that's really why Worship Leaders Collective was started, you know, was just to help connect people, to help to be a place of encouragement, to be in place of empowerment and a place of Mm -hmm. equipping. So so feel like I could like unpack so much from that. Totally. Uh, so what are things that you often see? So one of the things I noticed, you know, I went from a large church, like 2000 people to right. planting a small church, right. went the other direction. Right. And we've been there for over 15 years now mm-hmm. and, um, and still small church right. community changes yeah. and grows and, you know, like different things. Um, it was really interesting to me to be at the, this worship innovators conference mm-hmm. that we were at because you know, I'm up there talking about how like, oh yeah, I had like individually asked people to join my worship team. Like, do you play an instrument? Will you be on my team? Because we were down to, yeah. I love it. See, everybody laughs. No. But I'm like, no, that's that's what was required, you know, yeah. because and it, I just kind of kept getting there like, oh, I just thought you had it. Like, it's only me and like one other person. What do you mean you thought we had it? Like, we want to do something Hello. else. Hello, can you see anything out here? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, uh, the question I have is, what do you see as um, when you bring small churches and large churches together? Uh-huh. I feel like sometimes there is almost like either a sense of en- en- envy or sometimes a sense of animosity. Hmm. Like, oh, you're doing something like like small church guys sometimes get into the like, well, we're not a we're not a big church, and like, and right. like there's a um, like it really matters. Yeah, like oh, you know what. The, the size of your church is way more biblical, you know? Like, well, and that's often a question people say, how big is your church? It's a weird question. It is a weird, who like, cares? I'm just going to say that, you know, if that's all you take away right. from today, it's a weird question. Right. It's like walking up to someone saying, so how much do you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome. It's just like a weird question. I'm going to start doing that actually. I'm just gonna, Hi, I'm Jason. How much do you weigh? It just, it, it's just, it doesn't matter. Right, right. Okay. So what are so but in that process there are certain things you know I, I was talking to 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 the MC there Chad who was at that conference okay. I don't know if he was actually there when you were there okay. um, but you know he was asking me about like you know he's like he's like oh yeah I used to be at this church and like the church that we were at was big and beautiful and all these things you know yeah. and he's kind of asking me like well you know what's going on at yours and all this kind of stuff and and he asked me the question like well do you feel like you're kind of do you feel like you're like dechurched. And it says, now granted, that's an interesting question, right? What does that mean? I had that. Well, we were talking, we were talking about how the, I should step back. So the conversation was yeah. about when we started mosaic, not the big mosaic, the yeah. ti- our tiny mosaic, uh, when we started that, the, the main question that we wanted to, to answer is like, what does it look like to center our lives around Jesus Christ? Like right. what is that? And like kind of remove culture mm-hmm. from it right. a little bit and just go like here in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. in a very secular area. Right. What does it look like? And, uh, and to just not take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, honestly, it still looks a lot like church, you know, <laughs> like, right. like, um, but 
you know, he's asking me like, well, are, you know, do you feel like you're de-churched? Do you feel like you're, you know, you're doing something different? And I'm like, no, like I look at the, I look at the, the large church and I go, man, the resources that you have and when you have a heart and the things that you can do together right. are just like, we can, like my church can exist because those big churches exist, right? right? Because we can't rally that many people. We right. can't rally those kind of finances. Like we right. have a very loving, committed group of people, but it's a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the same thing. It's like, if I want a tool, I'm donating that to the church. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, well, <laughs> we're going to, uh, we're going to buy it. We, we just, we just, for the first time, I kid you not, I just bought a church laptop. We have not had one for 15 years. Hey, I understand. <laughs> it's just like my whole heart. We just got a new one too. Yeah. It's great. It's it amazing. It was like, oh, we can stop bringing our personal computers to run everything. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Um, but uh, so all that going to say when you so when you bring all these different people together, uh-huh. what are some of the common themes that you see uh-huh. pop up? I mean, I've been I've been in the that face group Facebook group mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Like somebody asks a question, there's like be like mm-hmm. hundred responses. Mm-hmm. I get to the mm-hmm. point where I'm like, I got nothing to offer here. I'm sure it's already been answered, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. like um, like what are some really common mm-hmm. issues that you see come up? Yeah, um, which is a very good question. Um, I would say now. You know, not that I want to talk about the pandemic anymore. I think we're kind of all done talking about it. But, you know, as you know, I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, we still are dealing and reeling f- with the effects from the pandemic, mm-hmm. which is a lot of emotional and psychological, I can just say stuff. You mm-hmm. know, it's like people are unpacking stuff. And so I'm finding that it's a lot of relational stuff. It could be a lot of pastoral issues. It can be a lot of team relational issues. And no matter what, what we're also noticing is, is if you're small church, whatever size small church is, doesn't really matter. But in this context, it does medium or large is that people are small church take solace in this. Even the large churches are struggling to get their worship teams back, mm-hmm. you know, yep. so everybody's the same. Everybody's figuring right. it out. And I, and I think that's one of the things that I loved about Worship Innovators Conference because I think a lot of people realized, you know, because I don't know if you received emails after the oh, conference, yeah. but I received quite a few emails. And, you know, a common theme was that we are all the same. And guess what? We are all the same. Right, right. We all need Jesus. We all need each other. We all need help. And not one of us has it figured out. We don't have it right. figured out, you know? So th- those would definitely be be common things that I'm noticing. But something that I brought up, um, and I think it could apply to this a little bit, but uh, in a workshop, you know, mm-hmm. we did, yeah. you did breakouts, mm-hmm. didn't you? Oh, I yeah. wish I could have gone to I did all the things. Next year. Next time I'm going to bring somebody with me at least to help with the table so I can do all the other stuff. Well, you know what? I was going <laughs> through all the photos yesterday and you guys all had microphones. I was shouting. I was shouding. I was I, I shouting at my break. Okay, that makes me feel better. I too was shouting. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many people in the breakout. I'm like, sorry guys, I don't have a microphone. I'm just gonna have to shout at you. Um, but I was talking about how to build a healthy team culture. And I think oftentimes, like, you know, like even the children of Israel, you know, it's something that I'm studying in school, you know, just like Exodus is something that we're going through right now. It would have been better if we hadn't, you know, tried to push through into our promised land. But, you know, we can look at like, oh, it would be better. This would be better. This would be better. And this would mm-hmm. be better. And I think you had chimed in on something we wrote about this week. And it's like, work with what you have. Yeah, right. You know, because you might be part of a big church. You might even have 30, 40, 50 people on your team. But if you have a lot of parts and those parts don't work together, right. what do you really have? You know, um, a lot of my friends that are part of big churches look at 
us who have churches of 200 or 150 or 100 mm. or 50 or 25 and they're like i wish we had community like that i wish our team loved each other like that i wish that our church um you know would have connect groups like that whatever it is is that i've found that a common thread is that the larger churches are missing that relational mm -hmm. component that the small churches really have that going on it's because you all you have. Well, it's like, well, hey, there's five of us. Well, We're going to be best friends. Well, you can't miss it. It was hilarious. That, this was hilarious. So our last week, our, my, our pastor was like, hey, you know, if like, you know what? Because we, we sit at tables. And so he's like, hey, you know, as you like, I want you to stand up and just go, you know, go sit with somebody that you don't normally sit with. Like, just because you kind of get in habits. Like, just let's do it. We're going to have a lot of discussion yeah, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. And, and he's like, and if you see somebody new, like, go. And I was like, her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like one person. Like, this poor girl <laughs> is going to be surrounded. Like, Hello, you know. So, as you know, everybody kind of, you're like, yeah, you can't miss it. You have to have community <laughs> because you, you can't just sit there and not talk to people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but so, you know, as, as, you, as you get into these rooms and you realize there's such a spectrum in this, and it's just like, you know what, guys, and this isn't new what I'm going to say, and we've all heard this, you know, and I, and I want to just say the grass is, you know, people are, you know, it would be better. Like the grass is greenest where it's watered. So work with what you have. And if it doesn't exist, just build it. And and we're all longing for, if I could say intimacy in, in a healthy way. Okay. Don't think that I'm being weird for saying that, but we all long for this koinonia fellowship that we see in the book of Acts. I think that's the goal. You're laughing at me now. No, I'm not. Okay. You better that, say something. That word has, a, that word has a lot of history for me. Which so one? This, intimacy co or koinonia? Koinonia. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> fellowship. Holy fellowship. If you don't know what that means, I'm just going to make it simple for you. But you know, like that book of Acts, and, and I really believe that that's where the Lord is leading us as the body of Christ is that church would look more like family, that our worship teams would look more like family, mm -hmm. you know, that our families, Lord forbid, would look more like family, full of love, full of connection, full of encouragement, full of like, I'm going to stick with you, Jason, until, until we see Jesus in one another, <laughs> you know, like just that kind of yeah. stuff, you know? So like small church, like don't be looking at the big church and being like, oh, it'd be better. Or they have resources or they have people, you know, they're probably looking at you and saying, well, you have community and, you know, you have that like preciousness of like, you're really having to, you know, to depend on the Lord for a lot of things. And, and I found the seasons where I was having to trust in the Lord more and depend on him more. You look back and those were the precious seasons, right, right. most precious seasons. And it teaches us things like be thankful. Like you have a loaf and a fish. You might even be in a season where you just have a crumb and a scale. And it's like whatever you have, <laughs> just lift it up to the Lord mm -hmm. and bless it and watch it, mul and, and watch it multiply. So like we were in a season, we were part of a really small church in Victoria. My husband's mm -hmm. parents were pastoring it at the time. And I can remember crying, literally crying after a worship rehearsal, being like, God tricked me once again into this. <laughs> like, how am I going to do this? And, and I found myself complaining. Mm -hmm. And the whole story there, you know, and it's something that I've actually, you know, preached on because the Lord, you know, taught me so much that season. The next day I called my husband's dad, who was my pastor. And he's like, he's laughing at me. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's Southern accent. He's like, oh, baby, you're going to thank me for this. You know, not too many guys could call me baby and they'd get away with it. But he's <laughs> from the South, you know, he's like, you're going to look back on this and you're going to just see what a great season it was. Mm -hmm. And it was a precious season, you know, as as we begin to work like 
like what you do. It's so precious. I love what you guys have going on. You know, it just, it looks like family, you know, it looks like you're having to like actually spend time with one another, actually having to build mm -hmm. into one another, which is what we're supposed to do. But we're this, you know, we're, we might have not had the biggest worship team in Victoria, but you know, our creativity and the innovation and the presence of God and the spirit of God and the songwriting mm -hmm. and the songs that came from that season we're, we're so precious. So big church is probably looking at small church saying, I wish I had more of that. You have small church looking at big church saying, I wish we had more of that. But what I'm saying is, I wish I could hear myself when I played. <laughs> well, to well, well, totally. You know what? Whatever we have, I really believe that God is after us to, to have inter. And what do I mean? Like, you know, I could say like interdigitation right now, like as my hands are, but inter is just whatever we have in Jesus name. Let's intentionally get those parts working together by the spirit of god mm -hmm. you know and with the power of his grace and just watch what he will do you know bigger isn't better mm -hmm. you know what god having his way god flowing in that us being thankful for what we have so that we we can allow the spirit of god to have access and entrance into what he's given us so that it can be what he desires mm -hmm. it to be not what we desire it to be right that's the goal. And I think that's really where the spirit of God can flow. That's where the life can flow. Mm -hmm. um, that's the goal. If we could just get our eyes off of, you know, what, if, if, if we're always just like, I want this, I want that. We're not seeing what God's given us. Right. It completely blinds us to what the Lord's given us. So anyway, I kind well, of went on a tangent there, but no, it's so good. I think right. it's funny that you, I think so often we wonder like, where do we start? Or we're like, okay, I want to change something. I'm not happy where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I want this. And we start kind of looking at like this wish list of things that totally. we have, you know? And I think like, I think if you zoom out, right? Like, I think you're pointing at the main thing, like all the other things I can sit here and I can tell you how, you know, worship artistry is built for your church to help you enjoy playing music. Because to me as a musician, like that's something that God has spoken very deeply into my life of this sense of like, I built you to do this mm -hmm. and that's where my passion, that's where right. I, this is how I connect mm -hmm. it. Like music is my vehicle to connect with God. Right. right. And so the whole thing that I do with my life is try and remove music as a, not let music be a barrier, right. but instead be a vehicle. So and, good. and so it's like, so for me, I'm always thinking about, okay, you know, where does it start? Well, it starts with just enjoying music and a lot totally. flows that. Other people are like, well, we got to do discipleship. And, and, it's, and it's all those things. The real thing where it all really starts is listening. 100%. It's like, it's, it's stepping back. It's, you know, I have a practice in my life of like, I, I didn't get to do it this morning, but almost every morning it's like coffee, sit, mm -hmm. read Psalms, sit silently. Yeah. Listen and just wait on the Lord mm -hmm. because it's all the ideas flow from there. Right. All this. And it's like, you'll often find out mm -hmm. that your idea or the thing that you were pursuing was not the idea that God was pursuing. That's right. right? And mm -hmm. so I think that like, as no matter where we're at, mm -hmm. it is like imperative mm -hmm. that we just step back and go, That's right. how do we do this? And so I love, like, I love how, and that voice can come from anywhere. Right. So that like your collective of people like speaking into those things is so, is so valuable. Mm -hmm. It's so valuable. And it's like, as long as we're all also listening to the spirit, we should be in good shape, right? That's right. So have you found that listening is like a, a thing in your life? Totally, yeah. totally. You know, like um, one of the things I try to practice, and again, this might sound weird to you, you know, 
and um but there's that moment before I like wake up wake up you know it's like you're awake but then it's like you're semi-awake and it's like you know that if you like open your eyes or you grab your phone that's it you're going to be totally awake but something that the Lord um, had prompted my heart to do several months ago was before I like wake up wake up you know and even before I grab my Bible in the morning is just to listen Mm-hmm. before I open my eyes and the first thing that I say is thank you Jesus mm-hmm. before anything else don't talk to anyone nothing I, I will not allow my mind I'm old enough to say I can train my mind now <laughs> you're not going to think beyond this point and then just listen mm-hmm. you know because you know you know we're not young anymore <laughs> you know and those moments become precious of just you know I'm not going to talk right now I'm just going to listen because as we listen to the Lord, we can attune ourselves in those moments and train ourselves to hear that still, small voice, mm-hmm. you know, like you were just talking about, so that our doings flow out of our being and that we're training ourselves, even from those things, those practices, mm-hmm. of that we're able to now intentionally throughout the day, probably more clearly hear the Lord in our everything Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things that we can do as believers as children of god as sons and daughters you know however you identify yourself with Mm -hmm. the lord but what should we be doing you know and and i think that's another thing that the spirit of god is you know saying to the church right now is you gotta slow down Mm -hmm. you gotta slow down i have this thing where the lord told me to slow down you know like a few months ago he's just talking about slowing down guys i see turtles everywhere (laughs) In the weirdest places, I'll see turtles. Most recently, two days ago at Starbucks, there was like this little kid's turtle sticker. And it's just like little reminders. Yep. yep. He'll do that. He he will do that. Yes, yes, he will. As like, yeah, you're going a little bit too fast, sweetie. You just need to like slow mm-hmm. down a little bit. And that there's there's just no rush to the finish line, you know, is that we just need to slow down so that like Ephesians 5 says, not to walk as fools. But to walk is wise. It talks about redeeming the time because the days are evil. Um, and to walk as wise so that we can understand what God's will is. So mm-hmm. we don't become like like machine guns for Jesus. You know, <laughs> like just like just 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 slow down, you know, and, and live in that space of, you know what, there's a lot of things that I could do. Lord, but what what do you want me to do? Right. There's a lot of people I could be connected with today, but who do you want me to connect to? Be connected mm-hmm. there's a lot of conferences we can get invited to speak at but which ones do you want right. me to speak at mm-hmm. you know so that we are valuing our time here on earth and not riding off into the sunset on our horse where we usually find ourselves by ourselves you know and mm-hmm. we've gotten ahead of the lord and you know this is like leading into a whole other conversation now mm-hmm. i feel like this is like way different than that's where what we this were po- at. that's what this podcast is Random, about we just we you just can talk post and, this next year yeah yeah it'll be good <laughs> you can post this next year but to where we're really being intentional as you know you might have a title as worship leader producer tech person worship artistry person all of that before all of that i'm a child of god mm-hmm. you're a child mm-hmm. of god yep you know that is the foundation of everything and our we can try to do all the things in the world but they're not going to last if we're not spending that time like you had brought up mm-hmm. but just listening to the lord like samuel speak lord mm-hmm. right for your servant is 
listening. So that was a tangent, but no, we got to slow I, down. We just, I just really feel so strongly the Lord speaking to his church, slow down. And I think that was one of the gifts of COVID mm -hmm. is that it did force right. us in many ways to slow down. Mm -hmm. And I think it was for a lot of us, it was a gift that we needed. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my family. Um, I even, you know, you just, I hope we learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I hope we didn't just spend time, you know, complaining about everything. Um, but my concern was that people were so shut in for so long that they were just going to go like crazy after, you know, <laughs> and I actually think that's a little bit of what's happening mm. And the Lord's just saying, you know what, just like, you know, I think we get so concerned about, well, we're not going to accomplish this and we're not going to accomplish that. And, you know, but if we could just be people that just focus on quality, like our quality of our relationship with the Lord the quality of the, our relationship with our spouses, the quality of our relationship with our children, mm -hmm. the quality of our relationship with our worship teams or with the people in our church in the lobby, Lord forbid that we get out of the green room and we get into the mm -hmm. lobby on Sunday morning. I think the things that we desire will become a little bit more attuned to what God's desires. We get that radio dialogue mm -hmm. just a little bit. It's like, yeah, I, I think I see what God's saying, but that's not actually the right glimpse. But through spending time with the Lord, through focusing on the right things, he tunes that into the right picture. And somehow, by his grace, we get there and we realize, oh, oh, that's how you get there. Right. Yeah, that's how you get there. Yeah. Slow. Uh, yeah, slow. And it's it's patient funny. endurance. We have patient endurance. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing how uh, much you see God in all the daily little things. All the things. From that space, right? And, and you start recognizing these like divine moments that he's handing you all the time. These mercies that renew every morning. And you're just like, there it is. I, you know, it's a very, there's one point in my life is a very large turning point but it was one of these things where i was very frustrated and i and god just met me so close and was just like everything is my mercy wow. like you opening your eyes that's my mercy that. the, the color of your son's hair the things yeah, that you yeah, love yeah. in life all this is just yeah, yeah, me yeah. just giving it to you yeah you know and and the more time that we it's, it's kind of like this waterfall effect right it's like the more time we spend with god the more loving and open we become, the more totally. caring, the more serving, all these different things that start to become so much more natural. Like so we're not fighting right. to do it. We're no. like, I can't wait to do it. But you that's know? how he designed it. You know? Right, we're so built for that. We're living here. <laughs> right, you right. Know? We're not living out of the like, power of our own hand. You know, We become stressed or anxious or frustrated and all of these things. And he's just like, you know what? Just come to me, all who are weary, heavy laden. I will give you rest. Come to me. I want to show you church body of Christ. Right. I want to show you this season, the unforced rhythms of my grace and all those desires and everything. I'm going to take care of it. In fact, better than what you could possibly imagine. Like a million hope, times better. <laughs> hope or think that right. it actually is going to come from that place of living from that place mm -hmm. of just resting and trusting in the Lord. Well, and if you think about it from the standpoint of if we really believe that, right? If we actually really believe if that. we if, if, if it's belief that is and we have faith mm -hmm. like that's what we're how we're supposed to live right totally. and i think a lot of times it's like me trying to take control of things is me letting go is me like forgetting mm -hmm. that like no no i believe that god is in control that's i believe right. that the holy spirit is here to do this mm -hmm. and it and it takes a lot of 
responsible a sense of responsibility off mm -hmm. like that you're talking about like weight and i'm not saying like we shouldn't be responsible like at all but mm -hmm. what i am saying is that that sense of like no but i need to be doing that i need to, i need to i need to i need to and mm -hmm. instead of going like what do you want me to do right what are you leading me right. into you know totally. and the conversations become unforced and right. the you know totally. I, I love that those unforced well, rhythms of grace that's now now well rhythm. that's the message translation um you know which you know gets me off onto sabbath but that's like a whole other thing but you know like even just right now in school like we're you know we're walking through leviticus that's super fun but you know we're the <laughs> like one of our assignments this week and you know none of this is new to me but you know the year of jubilee or you know the sabbatical year was every seven years and mm -hmm. the sabbatical year um, one of the things that the children of Israel had to do was allow the land to go fallow, mm -hmm. which is a scary thing right. for a farmer. But what it's saying is, is like, Lord, we depend on you. God, we trust you. Mm -hmm. And living from that place of fallowness and, and allowing the land to rest, they had to rest and practice putting their trust and hope in God. So just like the Lord brought them out of, you know, out of the hand of the Egyptians and eventually... They quit complaining, you know, and they got into the promised land, you know, is that they needed to learn how to trust in the Lord, which is one of the reasons why we got to slow down. We need to practice Sabbath. We need to practice rest. We need to practice not doing all the things because you're already saying this. Mm. I'm just saying it a different way is that, you know, we need to live our lives, putting our trust in the Lord, in our everything. Mm. And the fruit, the fruit of all these glimpses that God gives us is not a lie. Mm -hmm. It's all real, it's all true. But the path to walking through those doors is trusting in Him, you right. know? And I think sometimes, you know, I grew up in a faith culture mm -hmm. that wasn't really a very healthy view, maybe doctrinally of, you know, mm -hmm. it wasn't maybe solid theology. And it was like, well, if I just did this and I just did this and I just did this. Yeah. But I think faith looks a little bit more like just taking a little bit of a seat, lifting your hands to the Lord and just saying, you know what? Tis so sweet to trust in right. Jesus. Right. You know, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know thus saith the Lord and just say, you know what? I'm just going to allow this season in my life to be fallow and watch what the mm. Lord will do. And it doesn't mean I'm not doing anything. Right. I'm just, and it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. But it's necessary. Right. <laughs> and it's good. Mm -hmm. And we fight it, especially if you're like a number one, you know, I mean, like, you know, like you're the perfectionist or you say you're like, I'm, you know, I don't like say I'm this, I'm that. Any like all the stuff, they're, mm -hmm. they're not labels. They're just for me. It's like a yeah. lens. But, you know, being an Enneagram eight or understanding that I'm wired in an <laughs> Enneagram eight, you know, that was really good for me to learn of like. I need to practice resting in the Lord probably mm -hmm. more than my husband, who's a seven. You're, are you seven? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're seven. Brian Wall's a seven too, no <laughs> doubt. All the fun people, all the fun people are the sevens. Like resting isn't so hard for a seven, you know? Uh, it takes some work. Okay. I actually scored completely even as a seven and an eight on this really long test. Like the number, like my oh, score that's was really even. that's really interesting. Yeah. It depends on how healthy I am, I think, is the yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. It depends <laughs> how much sleep you get. It's good. but. Yep. I just think the Lord is trying to teach us so many things, and um, I I love I love I love you know we're not talking about being older, but one of the beauties of of being older is you can look back and be like yeah that didn't turn out so well that kind of turned out better mm -hmm. when I rested in the Lord, you know it was so much better so you can you can gain solace in that of that works yep so for any young people listening 
it works. Yeah. Resting and trusting in the Lord is the path to the fullness of God in your life. Well, Jenny, thank you so much. It's fun. Oh man. So easy. Much. Easy. Oh yeah. No, yeah. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Easy. Um, I wish we could talk for like another five hours because yeah. we could probably get another like 10 podcasts out mm-hmm. of it. So we'll just have to do it again. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Love you guys. You know, one of my favorite parts of the interview mm-hmm. was uh, beforehand when uh, she kept, she could not hold a straight face holding a microphone. She was well, like, this she's microphone like, holding... that I'm holding is fine to hold, but that one's kind of funny. Right. It is funny. But you insisted like, this is what you have to do now. This is what the people do. This is what the people do. It's it still true. feels weird to me. I feel like it needs the boom mic and to come like this direction. I mean, you, you can do this. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way I sing at church. Actually, the way I sing at church, and you can't see this because it's on a podcast, but that inevitably the mic stand just starts lowering. And so I'm always like... It's doing, leaning like, and down this way. And sounds like you need a new mic stand. We just got them. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> pretty, pretty dang excited about it, actually. And it's uh, the little things when you're a small church. Yeah, that's right. And, it, and it, it, it's got me pretty pumped. It's got me pretty pumped. But um, yeah, she had a lot of great things to say. I think community is super important when it comes to worship leading, which we actually learned mm-hmm. at CMS this last we did. little bit. It was so such a good time. We were able to lead, as if you had listened to the episode before this, um, with our guests. Welcome wagon. With our guests, the welcome wagon. Yep. If you listened to that episode, we were really excited about going to CMS, and we led worship there. That was unbelievable. So fun. So cool. Leading worship for worship leaders, if you ever have a chance. is the easiest thing. I highly recommend. Yeah. And it sounds so good. Right. They sing, they sing out so much and yeah. it was awesome because we got to do something a little different, right? You know, we, yeah. I think we talked about that last time, but you know, we had the night before you have like Sarah Reeves and Paul Balash and Brenton Brown. And then in the morning, Jason and Christina followed by Paul Balash, <laughs> Sarah Reeves, <laughs> <else>. Brenton Brown. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, I think, you know, we approached it in kind of a meditative way and I think it was incredibly refreshing for people. Yeah. It was so encouraging afterwards to hear, um, you know, everyone just had such kind words coming up, but really what like spoke to my heart was people coming up and being like, Hey, now I feel ready and refreshed to lead my congregation because of this worship set that right. I was able to sit through. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard as a worship leader to go into a worship set and not like critique and thinking about how can right. I apply this to my setting? And I think, you know, we st- took some time in centering prayer. We did an original song that we knew they wouldn't know, which a lot of people wanted to then get, which was embarrassing to be like, they're like, where do I get it? And I'm like, you don't. I don't, we found yeah. a podcast from a couple years ago, years right? Ago. Yeah. Like a very early version of that song. So it's not even really. Yeah. So just if you keep uh, maybe harassing Jason and making him, uh, you know, tell him to like release this song because it's wor- a really good song. I've been working on a demo all week. That's amazing. So Finally. hopefully, hopefully we get there. So, you know, what you should do is follow at worship artistry and follow at Jason on Instagram, yes. because that's probably where we'll talk about it. I don't know if you've noticed. Jason's been so active on social media. I'm on the internet now, guys. He has <laughs> crossed the, like, he has jumped the hurdle, finally. Well, I was embarrassed at how little I understood about it going to these conferences, and so I got a better phone, and I'm like, I can do this. And so I've been having fun. So if uh, if you want to follow us, it's we're... 
we're trying to have more fun. Yes. I think like, you know, on the business, worship artistry, there's the business one. And that's the one where we can, we're like, Hey, here's the new songs and here's the podcast and here's all the thing. But if you go to at Jason.Houtsma, let me tell you. I will leave a link in the description of this podcast. Come on. I've grown dramatically. Follow, follow Jason. Give him all the follows. Yes. I have grown dramatically over the last month, like huge percentages. Incredible. And it's not just because I barely had anybody before in the first place because I posted like once a year. So I'm on it now. We're talking small church stuff. We're kind of like giving a glimpse into that world. A lot of behind the scenes of what you do at Worship Artistry. Yes. Yeah. Little, little, little glimpses, all kind of fun. I'm, I'm, I, th- I think about them. I'm realizing how much I'm hoping to get better at it because I'm like, this takes a lot of time, but I'm in. I'm it's up a lot for of work. it. So come and, you come know and visit what me. Hang else out. takes a lot of time? All of the lessons you create for worshipartistry.com. Yes, Tell us right. about them, Jason. So uh, right now and always, <laughs> you can go to worshipartistry.com and you can learn uh, over 600 worship songs uh, with five-piece arrangements for electric guitar, acoustic guitar, bass, drums, and keyboard, as well as three-part harmony, uh, which is with a constantly growing library. And we really kind of break them down so that, they, so that you can play them and really master them in a way that you can play confidently. And yes. I'll tell you this quick story. My favorite part of CMS is I met a 15-year-old kid whose mom's like, you've been his only guitar teacher. Yes. He's writing songs. He's on the worship team. There was another kid. Uh, it was 11. He's like, he came up so, so impressive. Came up, shook my hand like, hi, sir. I just want to say thank you. And I was like, what's up, man? He's like, I started taking lessons when I was seven on worship artistry. And now I'm on the worship team. He's 11. It's amazing. He's 11. Amazing. So getting to actually see people who are, we also had like worship teams that mm-hmm. came up. I had, you just never know. You go to these things like, I don't know if anybody knows who we are. And then you have all the, one woman interrupted my workshop to just say, this has changed our whole. Incredible. Like we weren't even talking about that, but she's like, it's changed our whole worship team. Our worship, pa- or our pastor learned to play drums. Now we have a band because of worship artistry. And so you should go check it out. You can try it for free. Worshipartistry.com. Sign up for a free 21 day trial. Get your whole team in there or just do it for yourself. And then realize how awesome it would be to have your team in there. Amazing. Well, Jason, on that note, I'll see you next time. Next time. Not next week. Next time. Next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Right. I <laughs> forgot that that was happening. <laughs>